Now, this next item is making headlines today. German authorities arrested a 93-year-old man today who they allege was a guard at the Nazi concentration camp at Auschwitz. The man who once lived in the United States claims he was just a cook there. With the passage of time, it's becoming harder to shed new light on the crimes the Nazis committed during World War II or before the war during their rise to power. But new research in Germany has uncovered many more places tied to Nazi atrocities than previously thought. The world's Jerry Haddon traveled to Berlin to find out more. Everyone knows Auschwitz, the Warsaw Ghetto. But few people, not even ordinary Germans, know what took place in 1933 on a street in Berlin called Petersburgerstrasse, number 86. At this place, there was the um, fascist um, cafe or place called Keglerheim. That's Amelie Ottmann, a German researcher. She's reading an inconspicuous plaque hung on the side of the building here in Berlin's Friedrichshain neighborhood. And it was it turned into a murderous uh, cellar in 1933, and that hundreds of um, people from Friedrichshain, like this area, were uh, tortured and murdered in here, in this place. Murdered by the Nazis' first paramilitary organization, known by its initials as the SA. The SA carried out torture of political opponents, Jews, and others in the basement of this facility, just when the Nazis came to power in 1933. Historians like Atman know this spot. What they didn't know until recently, that there were hundreds more like it in Berlin alone at the dawn of the Third Reich. A team of investigators have now located and marked 220 such terror sites in the city. I can read anything on this building, so... I can't either. Atman takes me on a tour of a handful of previously unknown torture facilities, makeshift prisons, sweatshops, brothels. On one street, two torture sites stood only a couple of blocks apart. Today, one is a Vietnamese takeout joint. The other? Uh, let's try the French restaurant. <laughs> I would be surprised if they knew about that. Uh... Atman is right. The owner of this eatery, Francois, says all he knows is that some years ago this place was a club for sadomasochists. A restaurant owner in the dark is one thing, but even historians didn't learn about many of these sites until recently. They were only discovered when a vast and secretive archive of Nazi records, known as the International Tracing Service, or ITS, was finally opened to the public in 2008, under pressure from Jewish groups and scholars from around the world. The ITS was founded after World War II to help millions of people displaced by the fighting. Stefan Oerdler, with the German Historical Institute in Washington, D.C., says the documents were used for humanitarian, not historical purposes. Just to help survivors to prove that they were prisoners of certain camps and ghettos. As a way to get compensation from the West German government. The German bureaucrats running the ITS also argued that opening the files would have violated strict privacy laws. Among the millions of meticulously kept Nazi records are the names of concentration camp victims, prisoners of war, execution dates, and, Erdler says, even detailed information about who worked in the camps. He says what he finds most striking about the trove of data isn't the scope of the Nazi system, but what it implies about the larger German society at the time. To run this big system of camps and ghettos, you needed much more people to supply and support the system. Food, clothes, uh, furniture, everything has to be produced and, and the whole society was involved in this process. So there was no real neutral position of bystander. The researcher Atman says the old argument among war-era Germans that they didn't know what the Nazis were up to doesn't hold up, at least not for residents of big cities such as Berlin or Hamburg. 
And it isn't just the density of terror sites that reinforces that belief. This is a former prison in the Köpenick neighborhood of Berlin. It was the site of the worst violence in Berlin in 33. A total of 24 people were killed here and around Köpenick over a five-day period in June. It's known as the Week of Blood. Through the ITS records, historians are learning that many of the killings that week and at other times were carried out by neighbors, people who knew each other. Sometimes there were personal vendettas. Sometimes it was about social class. Stefan Erdler of the German Historical Institute says the motives were as complex as the network itself, a network that served as a model for even more sinister work later on. Yeah, I, th- I think the early net of, of camp sites, torture sites, and, and detention um, centers in 1933 was a ground f- for experiments and a ground to take the knowledge up for building up a well-structured and well-organized camp system. Concentration camps, that is. The Köpenick prison has been turned into a museum, and later this year will open a big exhibition to commemorate the 80th anniversary of the Week of Blood and the Nazi rise to power. For The World, I'm Jerry Haddon, Berlin, Germany.